With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, we have, we have some new interesting information. Some of it is actually new. Some of it came out a few weeks ago, but it's the first time I've seen it on Carlos Correa's ankle. Can't tell if it's just the salty Mets, salty New York media didn't get your guy. And Minnesota undercut you for one of the best shortstops in the league. Are you just being salty or is there some... Is there some fire where there's smoke here? So we'll get to that. But Jeb was just telling us off microphone that uh, you witnessed a high-speed chase after the wild game last night? Yes, I was driving home. And I have, you know, keep in mind now, it's been 30-plus years of driving home, you know, after Twins games, North Star games. So, like, I've driven home a thousand times. I've never seen this before. This is your first at any my time first of day, first time chase. seeing a high speed chase. I've probably I don't seen think two I've been, in my life. It's very exciting. I've definitely never been in in the middle of one like this. So I'm driving home, ninety four. I'm probably around. Ooh, I'm probably around Snelling or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I see a cop car in my rearview mirror, and I can't decide which way it's going. It's a long ways away, but it's moving at a sort of a rapid speed. I can tell that. Okay. Are there a lot of cars on the road at this time? Um, no, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not. It's not uh, abandoned, but I wouldn't say it's a lot of cars. Yeah, it's it's a free flowing freeway. It's, it's a good. It's a good time to if you're good trying to get to away from the cops to drive 120 miles an hour. Hundred percent. You know, I'd watch out for black ice on the exit ramps, but well, that's okay. So that's that's move one that I, I'd like to break down. Bad guy decides to try and lose cop, and at this point, it's one cop in in hot pursuit. So it's not like a convoy yet. Bad guy decides to do exactly what you just said. He decides to do the rope-a-dope by using the exit and then the on-ramp, which personally I think slows him down. Like, Uh, I I think if you're going to... Like it, well, what right. do you think is going to happen? The cop's going to go up and take a right on the know. exit and get fooled? Like Grand Theft Auto, enough. you pull into a garage, you know, after the exit or something you know, to get the stars down. I, I, I think I kind of respect the move. I was it's actually like just going to say this is this is Grand Theft Auto. You got to be you got to be careful because once you get to like four or five stars, now yeah. there's now, now the army's car, after you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So bad guy decides to exit and then enter again. So and I'm going. Let's say sixty or something. Did he use so, his blinker? I'm. Well, first of all, that the first time I saw him, I saw these lights dart off, but then they come back on. No blinker. No blinker. This guy's violating every rule of the road. <laughs> so then, 
he gets back on. Cop comes back with him. So the cop fo- followed him, obviously. And I'm driving, and I see this guy's lights, bad guy's lights. So his headlights are coming up on me. I'm like, he's going 95, 100, something like that. So here's where I made a decision. I'm like, I'm not going to move. Like, I'm just going to keep going, and I'm not going to move because he's going to want to get by me. Yeah, because if you it's it's like a it's like a shootout or a, it's like PKs in soccer. Yep, you don't want to. You, you're going to guess right, but if he guesses right, now he runs into you and and why guess right? Like mm-hmm. it's my road too. You're bad guy. Like if you're going to engage, you do what you do. I'm going to continue as if you're not there. Because if like I panic and I swerve at all, I'm going to cause a problem. And this is a chase, high speed chase, hot pursuit. Who am I to get involved? So. They so he goes by me perfectly, just bang, nice move, and then cop comes, and cop is so I'm I have now gotten into the right lane I think, but I'm still I'm I'm not slowed down. Cop comes and darts by me, and then the convoy of cops come, oh, wow. which is intermediate because they weren't in the hot pursuit, but of course they wanted to join, which is you know what I respect that too. Like you're a cop. You get X amount of excitement. You're a little going, bit bored. Yeah, going the, 120 the suburbs, is, is you know. exciting. So you're going so, and I think it was St. Paul Cups. But anyway, so bang, bang, bang. They all go by me. I call Dawn because I'm like, this is awesome. She's like, hang up the phone and be careful. I'm like, no, I'm watching this unfold. I got to tell somebody this is I, awesome. I was telling when you were kind of briefly explaining the story, I've seen two uh, high-speed chases. One, I was like a kid, and it was in the car with my parents. But the other one, I was thinking, because I could see it coming from like yeah. behind me. <laughs> this is what I, I was in the middle lane, and I could see it coming up from the left that there was cop cars chasing someone. And I thought for a brief moment, what if I could play the hero here? What if I like, as he's coming up, what if I just like twitched my car a little left to make him have to like swerve? And and now he's, but then, then would, would that kill him? Would I feel bad about that? Well, would you it might hurt me. Would yeah. he and you my might car? get worth it? Yeah, not worth it. Yeah, it, it's called a pit move, mm-hmm. and cops are experts. But I think that you did the exact right thing, because yeah, I mean. It would be cool to be like, oh, my God, Phil, save the day. But then, like, if you get a scratch, you're like, that wasn't worth it. So I think that you did the exact right thing. But anyway, so these cars all bang, bang, bang. I called Dawn. I'm like, this is awesome. This chase is really cool. She's like, hang up the phone. Be careful. I'm like, ah, that's fine. So I tweeted about it when I got home last night. And I got a note that said, did you pull to the right side and stop? And this is where I have redefined for myself Judd's rules of the road, okay? If it's an ambulance or it's just a single cop car and it's clear that, like, they're going to an emergency, I feel that it's my job to, to if I can, if it's convenient, because, like, it, it can be hard. But if, if I can, I will stop. I'll go to the right shoulder and stop, okay? But this is a high-speed chase, and it's coming in waves. And as far as I'm concerned, it's its own thing. Because it's not a, like, you're not going, you're not going to a heart attack. It's a high speed chase. I have no idea who's, who's coming next. And damn it, it's my road too. I feel like it's just on a freeway. And I, again, it's been, uh, been a while since driver's ed class. So I'm not exactly sure. I know you're supposed to get out of the way and move to the right. Yep. 
on a freeway, you're supposed to stop? I don't know. I, but had, I, mean, I you, saw the other day there was, a, there was an ambulance coming up from the left side. Again, there's like three or four lanes of freeway here, and there's a bunch of cars all over the place. And everyone just kind of moved over to the right but kept going 60, 70 miles an hour while the ambulance passed on the left. Uh, yes. I feel like it's unreasonable to ask everyone yeah. to just move all the way over and stop I don't think a it's a freeway. full stop. It's more of like get on the shoulder and, you know, if, it, you're in, if it's a 60-mile-an-hour range, you know, go down to 40, 45. You know, and then yeah, just, just, clear just the get path. out of the way. Get out of yes. the, yeah, yeah, get out of the way. Yes. But it, my point is, in this case, in my first hot pursuit, it's my opinion that this is still my road to. So, like, I'm not going to cause problems, but I ain't going to slow down. And, and I will make room to make sure I'm personally safe. But I'm not going to. But I'm not. It's not my job to help out here. Wait, but you did say you moved over to the right at one point. But you were were you in the middle lane, just like just yes. Doop, 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 I was in the middle lane <laughs> when bad guy passed me. I was like, oh, I'm driving home. I'm listening. I'm listening to the radio until I called Dawn to tell her to express to her my excitement. And then when bad guy got by me, I got to the right lane, but I didn't stop at all. And then all the cop cars, of course. And and this is the thing: the cops are good at this, right? They're all going left lane. They're going 100. But my point is I felt very differently about this than I would about an emergency vehicle that is obviously going somewhere. Like this pursuit, I don't know. It could have gone on forever. Like am I supposed to like help out here and, and like slow down a lot? I, I feel the road is still yours. I think you've, you've found a way. And I get it. You're excited about your first experience in a high-speed chase. You're kind of making it about you a yeah, little you too are. much. You know, just uh, but just it was get out of the way. And High speed chases let, happen all the time. Let Hot the cavalcade happen. of police vehicles involved. go by. You, you but I did. Involved. You were not involved. But I was involved. I was in the middle of it. <laughs> no, you were just there. You were. <laughs> yeah, I was there, but I was the guy in the bank when it gets robbed. I'm involved. Do you have any advice for uh, for Judd the next time he's in a high-speed chase situation or if he's ever in a bank that's getting robbed? Uh, actually, you know what? If you've ever been in a bank that's being robbed or oh, if you have I'm a high-speed chase story, email us through the Score North app, the feedback tab, and we can read it on Feedback Friday. The, the bank thing, don't look up. Just get down. Do you guys ever think about up. Whether you're in a bank, and I don't I may, I, how often do you really even need to go into a bank in 2023? Or like you're on a plane or some other situation, do you guys ever think about, okay, if this happens, here's Oh, yeah, I've thought do. about it on a plane before, for sure. That I'm going to... I'm not going like, to... I don't know if I'm going to intervene necessarily, but I've thought about it. I think it was Al Franken who says he carries a baseball in his carry-on because he always thought he could be good if you could at least whack him with a baseball from, from a distance. I don't really know if I trust Al Franken throwing a... Four seam heater down eight rows of people, but um, but I've thought about that. No, I've one hundred percent thought about it on a plane in a bank. No, I, that's never crossed my mind. A bank did for sure, because in my day we always went to banks. But keep your head down. Do not do the point break thing. I'm point break was on AMC last Cover night. Cover me at the same time apparently that you were coming home from this chase. Keanu like, Reeves highlight of the man's career. Do not give me John Wick. I like John Wick, but. Wow, that was uh, amazing. All right, let's uh, let's dive in here for a few minutes. <laughs> Carlos Correa making his 2023 spring training debut today down in Florida. Home game? I think it's a home game at uh, Hammond Stadium. Not, not 100% sure, but he's um, making his debut today. Take your word for it. Let's start with uh, the, there's three interesting pieces of information that have come out over the last few weeks 
that uh, we haven't touched on yet on this show. Haven't seen a lot of chatter about these things just in and around uh, Twins, Twinsville. But let's start with this Trevor Plouffe clip. Trevor Plouffe, by the way, in case you uh, aren't an avid podcast listener beyond uh, Mac and Judd, clearly. He actually hosts one of the most popular baseball podcasts in America for John Boy Media. So, Dex, you play this clip. We'll start here. One thing we had to talk about, um, I've been talking to some people. The Twins fired their head athletic trainer uh, at the end of last year in October. Uh, and there was a lot of injuries last year. Um, but there was, um, from what I've heard, like a some rift between Carlos and, and the head athletic mm-hmm. trainer. They weren't seeing eye to eye, eye, to eye about some stuff. Um, I think Carlos was even kind of doing his own type of um, rehab and and getting himself ready with his own people. Uh, that guy's gone. New staff is in. I hopefully that makes a difference for the Twins. But I thought that was interesting uh, when I heard that, that there was a little bit of a a rift there between the trainer and Correa. Uh, and now that guy's no longer here. That's interesting. Nice find, Declan. Nice work, Dax. When was that episode of Talking Jan- Baseball? I think it's a January 11th, so about okay. almost about seven weeks ago. Uh, there was another thing from, I think, January 13th from uh, the Michael K. Show on ESPN New York, where, and I'm, and I'm going to sum this one up, just paraphrasing. He basically said, Mets doctors felt like Carlos Correa had maybe three to four years tops before the ankle gives way. And when the ankle does give way, it's not going to be, oh, he's on the injured list. It'll be he can't play baseball anymore. That it's just a, a ticking time bomb, apparently. And and I saw you know, that. So, Judd, you found that clip. I had not seen that clip before. It's It, it circulated around social media yesterday. A lot of, I think, Twins fans were saying, well, this is just, you know, who are his sources, right? This, it was, this is just salty New York media because the Twins wound up with Carlos Correa. I didn't get that sense. I mean, Michael K. Michael K. is a Yankees guy. He has right. no reason to, if it was a Yankees thing, I could see all oh, this is propaganda. But this is just him saying, here's what I've heard about Carlos Correa, that the Mets had a bunch of people look at the medicals, and their consensus opinion was, well, a 15-year deal is out of the question. A 10-year deal is out of the question. And quite frankly, a six-year deal is risky because we think he has three to four years tops before the ankle gives out. And then yesterday on, and I was actually, I was actually watching the, uh, the spring training game on ESPN for a while. I didn't see this exact quote, but other people uh, floated it on Twitter from Tim Kirkjian, MLB insider. And again, yesterday he said the Mets ran Correa's medicals by eight different doctors. Eight different doctors and came to the, and by the way, the giants, you know, they, they bowed out here. So kind of hearing some of this stuff and the ploof thing is, is kind of a different deal, but obviously Korea didn't see eye to eye with the in-house training staff last year, whatever that's worth. Yep. And you've got uh, at least on the Mets side of reporting saying we had a bunch of qualified people say, ain't no way we're taking that risk. What do you think of all this? What do you think of all this? Knowing We already knew it was a risk, but uh, now that some of this reporting is coming out over the last few weeks, how does it land with you regarding Carlos Correa? The report of eight different doctors to me probably is the headline because that is not, you know, Kirchhoff's a long time, completely unbiased reporter. So that to me, there's meat on that bone and it sort of substantiates what I've thought, which is, Steve Cohn, who owns the Mets, doesn't care about money. Like, Steve Cohn wasn't looking for, 
if if we think that the Giants were like, what did we just do? His ankle ain't great, and how can we pay him? Uh, Steve Cohn is the polar opposite of that. He is dying to exceed the luxury tax. He's proud of it. It's called the Steve Cohn tax. Um, and so it just reminds me, again, that while I don't object to the contract that the Twins signed, that thinking that this is just going to be sunshine for five or six years, that this is going to, to be great, is probably not a realistic thought. I don't think eight doctors are wrong, okay? Yeah. And I believe that. I believe that number. Um, and so I guess the most important thing it says to me, beyond the Twins' past problems with, with medicals and physicals, is this. Your window is ticking and it is short. Because, um, I, I mean, if, if doctors had le- legitimately said, and Phil, you're exactly right. Michael Kay, if anything, is going to bash the Mets. He's a yeah. Yankees guy. He mm-hmm. has no reason. So what it says to me is this is probably about a three-year, you better hurry up. Like, if you're going to capitalize, you don't have much time here. And that's the most important thing. because, And I feel that that's not being painted accurately in this town yet. Um, just to think, oh, it's going to be six years. Yeah, it's going to be great. We don't know that. And clearly there are questions now, and they're being raised by people who have legitimate reporting reasons to raise those questions. So this just expedites when the Twins need to win and win big by before there's concern. The Ploof thing is a little bit different, and we could certainly talk about that. The Ploof thing reminds me a little bit more of, of some of the stuff that came out about Russell Wilson in Denver which is I got my guys, but I'll go back to what I said. Scott Boris wasn't kidding. Um, Carlos Correa has a voice, a very powerful one with this team, but given the parameters of how quickly the Twins must win, maybe that's a good thing. I just One of the things I find the most interesting here is ever since the press, you know, Scott Boris basically ran that press conference ripping doctors and saying, you know, they're looking at something from 10 years ago. And they're trying to extrapolate, and it's all ridiculous. And they're trying to make these decisions, looking at, you know, an image of an MRI or whatever it is. Um, and then, and there was some reporting. I know the Athletic ran a piece that said, "Hey, the you know the Twins are aware that there's some risk, but basically, like they had them all year last year, and they didn't see any issues or anything." Of course, like the guy that was head head of the training crew got fired. So I'd wonder what like. And there's trainers and then there's doctors, right? There's there, and there's surgeons. There's different levels of people that could have an opinion on yes. on on you know the short and long term risk here. Uh, but it just kind of feels like you know there's there's a lot of unknown about his ankle, and I'm sure Carlos Correa and Scott Boris want it that way because they want to make a bunch of money. And right right now, there's not a problem. I don't really, you know, this is where I'm at with this thing. The Twins are in a position as a franchise where they clearly feel the need to take risks on medicals. They feel pressure to win, and they should. You know, what are we going into, year six of this front office? They still haven't won a playoff game since 2004. And so, you know, they're, they're in terms of acquiring talent, they're on the pitching side of things. I, I get the risk on some level, why you would trade for a Chris Paddock or a Tyler Malley, because you're not going to outbid teams in free agency for the best starting pitchers. They haven't developed any top-end starting pitchers in the last five or six years. So they they say, well, I guess if we, you know, Chris Paddock will take a gamble. Oops, Tommy John surgery, but at least he's under team control. Malley had some shoulder things. Oh, whoops. 
Hopefully he's okay for 2023. You know, they couldn't outbid ultimately at the beginning the Giants or the Mets for Carlos Correa. They jumped in when the medicals got too risky. They're taking these risks because they feel pressure to win. And I'm actually, based on the current state of the franchise in the last two years, I, I empathize and understand, and I'm, I'm actually okay with it. If you were to tell me Michael Kay is 100% correct, the, the, the people with the Mets are 100% correct, that ankle is a ticking time bomb after like three or four years, I would still say, well, that probably lines up with Byron Buxton's timeline for being a relatively healthy high-end player, right? Like if you, the, the window to win is the next two, three, four years with Correa and with Buxton, and after that, you're probably heading into some sort of a, a reset, right? Yeah, I mean, that's their window. That's what they're banking on. And, you know, Correa has this six-year deal that, you know, could turn into a 10-year deal. And the vesting options before the 2029 season play a big factor here. So basically, can you get the similar version of Carlos Correa for the duration of this contract, right? Or even four to five years of this contract? That vesting option in 2029 and beyond doesn't kick in unless Carlos Correa plays in 575 plate appearances, basically wins an LCS at World Series or is top five in MVP, which actually would be kind of hilariously ironic if the Twins in 2028 like had an injured Carlos Correa for 90% of the season, and then he wins ALCS MVP, and that kicks in a $25 million option for the next season. I think, we, I think we'd all sign and up we'd all, and we'd all the be, Twins were playing in the ALCS, yeah. and he was... But the other thing they're trying to do is they're trying to salvage a window here. You think yeah. back to the Bomba squad. We thought the 2019 Bomba squad, A, we thought that was a World Series contender and they didn't win a playoff game. But B, we also thought it opened up like a three to five year window here because they had a young Miguel Sano, a young Byron Buxton, Max Kepler broke out, Jorge Polanco, um, Luis Arise was just emerging in 2019, um, Eddie Rosario, Jose Barrios. Like they had all these dudes that were in their mid to low 20s, and that was supposed to be your nucleus for multiple division titles and a run, and now that most of that nucleus has eroded, is gone, or is underperforming, or is injured, it hasn't worked out that way. And so the Carlos Correa thing, in some ways, is a way to try and keep that window open and and salvage what's been lost the last couple years. So from that perspective, I'm also okay with it. It's a win-now play with, with a bunch of risk. I'm sure the contract judge is insured. That's probably what what took so long on all fronts, right? How do you? Yeah, that's the question. Is what can you insure? Or, well, you know, this type. If of eight risk? doctors, if eight doctors said, "I'm not," you know, this is a bad idea. I'm curious about that. I think the in case of emergency, break glass plan, though, and I'd like to see this talked about more. But I think it has to be. Let's assume that the ankle goes at some point within like three to four years. And the years that we expected to to move him to third base, he's now just done playing. Yeah. So let's say the clock is three years now, four years max. Like that's the expectation. I, my question becomes, how are you now going to go above and beyond Correa to maximize that? So it can't just be, well, our big investment was Carlos Correa. It has to be, okay, we're actually going to get even more help. Might be expensive. Might drive the payroll cra- up crazy for a year. I don't really care. But, like, that's the question is, now that you are here, how do you get above and beyond that within the time frame that we're talking about? And, again, let's assume it's three years. Mm-hmm. Wait, what takes you there? Do you go get a true ace pitcher at some point in time, which is going to yeah. be incredibly expensive, right? So, like, these are the moves – 
my feeling right now is now don't get cute. Like, don't get cute. Don't try and fudge this. Don't try and be like, and I'm hoping that Correa says, look, I got a bleeping time bomb in my leg. I It is ticking. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with a new trainer. Yep. And Scott <laughs> Boris is going to call you, Derek Falvey, every single day and tell you what to do. So I think the contract is still fine. I just think that we now, with all of these reports, if you put the puzzle together, we all now have a better idea of where things stand and what yeah. the expectation is. I think this helps us define things. Well, and the twins, and I understand why they're not the most transparent when it comes to injuries and whatnot. You know, if you don't, if you don't have to be, but the Byron Buxton stuff. Finally, we found out, and I don't know if it was a slip of the tongue, but someone, maybe, maybe it was Rocco, used the word chronic at one point. Okay, he's got a chronic knee problem. All right, so that that explains why he can never stay on the field and why all just the, the most random things. He slid into second base and now his knee balloons and needs to get it drained. You know, he's not 50. You know, what, what's the problem? So at least we had a little more transparency on that front. There's just such a huge gap between what Kirkjian is saying and what Michael Kay is saying. And, you know, the, the, the Mets think it's a three to four year ticking time bomb and eight different doctors looked at it and came to this consensus. And what the, what the Mets are saying through media versus what the twin side to this point has said, which is we don't really know what all the concerns about. He was fine last year. Come on in here, right? Let's do a, a Jersey right. ceremony. And again, I'm fine with the risk, but the gap in, in perception here between Mets and twins and what's been reported is just fascinating to me, I guess. And it definitely changes the time to maximize things. Now to me, what these reports do is they change, they change the perceived time. Um, I also think the thing that didn't get discussed enough, and I think the thing that started this whole thing, because, you know, keep in mind, in Correa's defense, this is a uh, a break in a surgery from, what, 2012, 2013? I mean, years and yeah, years ago, which years he hasn't ago. had a problem with until un, until this. I think when, I th- think it was in Kansas City, when he slid into second and he stayed down and he said, he volunteered up, probably shouldn't have, but it was a good quote, the plate, I have a plate in my leg and it vibrated. Mm. I think that set off bells and whistles because basically my, my guess in, and I'm not a doctor, but I play one a lot. My guess is when the plate in your leg vibrates, that's going to cause examinations that look at that plate and there, but for the grace of God, if it had, if it doesn't vibrate and it moves or something, I'm guessing you got real problems because the one thing that the K report also said was one of the doctors essentially said in the ticking time bomb quote, he said that when this goes, he's going to need surgery, not to get back to playing baseball, but just yeah. to get his leg back. Yeah, dude, that's, I mean, that's, think about but, I mean, that. Plates, I just, don't know a thing about plates in your leg, but I'm guessing they shouldn't vibrate. Yeah. So, well, do some damage here in the next two or three years, twins, and <laughs> go uh, go win a playoff game for the first time in, in almost two decades. Hey, we're uh, at least two-thirds of the show are golf nerds here. And with the Minnesota Golf Passport, this is kind of a cool deal here, 14 rounds of golf for $90 with the Minnesota Golf Passport. It's back and available at scorenorth.com. As a Golf Passport cardholder, you are entitled to 13 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. A $400 golf value, again, for just $90. So if you want to get out, 
and uh, shoot 105 like Declan and I are going to go do a bunch of times this summer, <laughs> go to scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com, type in the keyword passport, keyword passport at scorenorth.com. All right, we have Write That Down predictions on Mackie and Judd and the Scornorth YouTube channel today, too, and as well on Purple Daily, so be sure to check those out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Jot. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Jot. Yep, welcome in the most innovative segment in all of sports media. Write that down where we actually put statistics next to our names and reputations. And this episode of Write That Down on Mackie and Judd is presented by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. We appreciate them being a partner going back almost a year, and we're getting into that March Madness season. There's all sorts of things. you got NBA, NFL, PGA. March Madness decks, a lot of things to uh, to have fun with on Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, there's uh, there's soccer, there's NBA, there's NHL. Like so, you can get some MLS bets in. They got PGA picks. There's uh, we got a tournament that starts this week, and even John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler. We got over unders at seventy. Phil, I don't know how you're feeling about that. If uh, Rahm and Scheffler, I probably would take the under if I was guessing both those guys. Uh, we're going to be teeing off here in about uh, a little bit here at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. There's plenty of great uh, options yeah. at Underdog Fantasy. you got the players next weekend, so I'll be making plenty of picks uh, then as well. Uh, first-time users still get that bonus, $100. Uh, when you sign up with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. And show us those slips. We like to show off all the great winning slips that our Score North listeners like to cash in on. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. All right, dudes. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate like the other Thor is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app. We'll get you scheduled at some point here. Let's get to the accountability session, boys, before we go any further. This is where we admit where we were wrong. Or in Judd's case, celebrate the two correct predictions Hey-o. coming out of the gate hot here. You said Patrick Kane will be traded to the Rangers by the NHL trade deadline. You said that pretty recently, and he had kind of narrowed his list yeah. down. So I yes. don't it's think a, it's a home run. No, it's not. He pretty much sure not. he pretty much said it was the only place he was going to go. So yeah, I don't I don't yep. think it usually would be a home run when you pinpoint a team. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't think it can be in this situation. Agreed. You said Cat won't return to the Wolves until at least March. Well, here we are. I got a question. Mm-hmm. I think I said this a long time ago. Is this a home run? 
Let's investigate here. Let's go see. Because, you know, it, originally, what did they announce, Deck? On four to six yeah, weeks? I think it was, like it was four, to, four to six weeks. So, And then Doogie t- said he thought February. When did the Twins sign Gallo? So you you made this prediction the week after the Twins signed here, Gallo. I got it. I, can, I got it. Declan, can you look that up? Yeah, I can look that up for you. Uh, I heard about that at the golf show. December, that was pretty funny. December, December 20th. December 20th. So you yeah. said this. Yeah. Did we do an episode on the 20th? We might have done one midweek there. So you said this before the first of the year. You know what? I think so. Y- you said that so long ago. This is We're going to give Judd a home run for this, if you guys are cool with that. Yeah. yeah I, I, think I think that's home way run. more of a home right. run than the Kane thing, which is close. Nice job, Judd. Thank you. Come I got it hot. I got to get all of the home runs I possibly can because God knows I need them. All right. I had a really bad Whoa. week here. Yeah. I got frisky with uh, with AJ. AJ was bringing up some Patrick Kane stuff, and I said, you know what? The Wild are going to make it happen. The Wild are going to trade for, for Patrick Kane. And clearly didn't happen. I said Mike Conley will bounce back from a scoreless performance in 33 minutes, and he will knock down at least three three-pointers against the Hornets. On Friday, he hit two of them, but uh, not Oof. three. I said Phil Mickelson will finish bottom five at the next live event. He was flirting with it for a while, but then he had a nice final round to uh, boost him back up to Did you see the back. new PGA Tour announcement, Phil, like on cuts mm-hmm. and what they're going to do there? Kind of I think they're just getting rid of cuts for the, uh, Non- the special elevated events. Correct. Yeah, they're reducing I don't think they're fields. getting rid of all cuts. Yeah, no, like in majors, there'll still be a cut line. Um, but yes, it is very interesting. So they're, they're basically, so they're going to take their 2024 schedule and they're going to identify a handful of elevated events and make them like live events, but with four rounds. So no cuts, only the top, like 70 players and a lot more money because, uh, you know, live golf is paying ridiculous amounts of money for (laughs) nobody to watch that tour. Did you guys see on the CW, like 300,000 people watched. Who tunes to the CW for anything sports wise is my first question. Well, live golf fans, I guess if you want to. All right. I said, Quinn Snyder will be the, uh, the wolves, the next head coach of the wolves by September 1st, 2000. He's on, he's on the five-year contract with the Hawks now. So I think we can take that, take that off the board. Listeners, AJ, on behalf of the listeners, said Minnesota United would be shut out in their season opener against FC Dallas. On the contrary, they did the shutting out of FC Dallas. The clean sheet. And Nate said both Ant and Cat will make some sort of NBA first, second, or third team in 2022-23. I think Ant is a long shot for a third team. Cat hasn't. He's He's played 21 games. Right. So we'll take that one off the board. And then, Declan, you had a few things come off here. You said Marco Rossi would be recalled by the Wild at some point in February. I don't think that happened, right? Correct. He did not. You said Dumba would be traded in February. You did say the Wild would collect at least 10 points over the last, I think it was uh, two weeks yeah. in their eight games, and they actually had that a couple games ago. They hit that one, so... So with that, Judd leads early on here, and I still have the 2022 uh, number there, but these are the 2023 stats, 667 for Judd, Declan at 500, I'm at 167, listeners are over. Career, Declan, 387, Judd, 330, I'm at 267, listeners at 261, uh, and the home runs, you can see the listeners have the most bombs by a mile with 42 career home runs. Woof. 
All right, let's get him in here. Our guest listener predictor, the other Thor, joining us on Mackie and Judd, making his second appearance. Um, in December, you made an appearance here. So welcome in, the other Thor. What is your strategy here today? Write this down. You know, it looked like a tough one for the listeners so far. I mean, it's obviously early on, but maybe have to throw a few Judd bunts down and uh, and see if we can get that batting <laughs> wow, average up. I, love it. I, had to come, I love it. I had to come after me already. Jeez. Yeah. Tough shots, crowd. Shots fired across the bow at Judd. Tough crowd. Love it. Love it. So um, we're going to do this. We're going to go around the room three times. The other Thor, Judd, Declan, and then back to me. The other Thor, you're in the batter's box. Go ahead. And you only have eight seconds. you got to pay attention to the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or okay, you're done. Strike. Okay, you're done. Next to me. <laughs> okay, I do need a little confirmation from you guys, though, just so, like, March Madness is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. So my first prediction, kind of a March Madness prediction, okay? So how do you guys go about picking your brackets? You guys are like, a pool together? Do you pick them? you just pick your um, own you go you know, together? I don't know if I've made one. And uh, well, us three collectively, we have never made one. Like I think I've made one with friends or charity for like the last few years, but that that would be the only reason. Last year was the first year I didn't do a bracket, and mm-hmm. it felt great. Yeah, it was you. amazing. Like I just watch. I used yeah. to do like a hundred brackets and just get yep. pissed whenever yep. you know. Oh, I picked the twelve seed to go to the sweet. How 16 could Sienna lose? Yeah. And so I, I guess I might even just we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, so this one was kind of based off of your guys' national championship selections, but I think I'm going to put it I'm going to put it in the bag for now and we'll go to the backup prediction, okay? Um, so here you go. Write this down. The Minnesota Wild will host a first-round playoff series. Ooh. Ooh. So, right, top 2 in the central yep. that hosts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think they're two now, right, with the win last night. So yeah, they would point out a first. They would host Colorado basically if the playoffs yeah. started today, which, which will, I don't feel good about. No, either. so they'd lose, but at least at least they would get game one of the X. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I love how ever since Judd basically said fold up shop, tear it all down to the studs, they just can't they've they've lost one game in like the last two weeks. Write this down. They still made a couple score couple goals, big though. time trades they're yesterday. Still not, they're still not scoring goals. There's still room to make trades here. Still room. There uh, is. Okay, over to Judd, your first prediction. In fact, that segues perfectly to my first write that down, which is this. The Wild will acquire at least one more NHL player in a trade before the deadline on Friday. So they will acquire at least one more player who will be plugged into their lineup before the deadline, which I think is 2 o'clock Central on Friday. Okay. You want to, off the record, you want to speculate on a couple possibilities? I don't think it's going to be a name that we're, like, jazzed about. The majority of the big names are gone. The majority of, like, the guys who are like, oh, my, are gone. So, but I think they're going to add one more. I think, it, and I think it might be, let's just say a creative ad. But I don't have any insight. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Dex. I'll make one as well. Write it down. The Wild will trade Jordan Greenway by the NHL trade deadline. What are you going to get for him at this I agree point? With that. Uh, well, some, some used breezers from playing against breezers, sports. You could uh, just include it as something else to help you facilitate a deal. Yeah. I think they're shopping him. I mean, it's been reported. It's just straight up. They have been shopping Jordan Greenway. Other teams have been calling on Jordan Greenway. Uh, so I believe he will be moved by the deadline. So write it down. Yeah, that sounds like a, just kind of a... Write it down. You like writing things down. Addition by subtraction. He was Played a first-round pick, night. wasn't he? Was he a first-round pick? Second. Yeah. Second round pick. Yeah. Played hard last night. Shockingly. Played really well. 
Boy, if that's not an indictment, nothing is. All right, here's my, I'm going to break the wild string here. I have a Vikings prediction. In week one, I'm going to put this out into the future here. Wow. For the week one game, whoever they wind up playing, the Vikings will have a different starting offensive line. In this, And, and I mean, Derisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Ingram, O'Neal, that's your starting five. Something will be different about that starting offensive line for week one. So four of those guys are under contract. Bradbury is not. Yeah. I could also see them just saying, all right, Ingram, that was so bad. You were so bad as a rookie. We're going to just go fix this with a veteran, and, and you're going to sit for a year. But I think I don't think they're going to run back the same five offensive linemen. Right. So write it down. Okay. All right, back to uh, you like writing things the down. other Thor. All righty. Go, we'll go to the Twins. Um, so this is kind of like a – it's kind of an interesting prediction, okay? It's like a conditional home run. That's what I'm calling it, okay? There's like a second part of it that may or may not happen. So like I'll this. just I'll explain it, and then you guys can can determine, okay? We'll decide. You'll decide. Door. We'll decide. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so the first part of the prediction, okay? So the Twins play Miami the second series of the year. Um, and so the first part of the prediction, which I don't think is a home run. Maybe it is. You guys can determine that too. But I think Luis Arias will have at least five hits against the Twins in a three-game series. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first part. Okay. And then the second part is kind of depending on how the rotation goes, is whether or not Pablo Lopez is going to start in Miami. And so if he does start, he will get a win in his first start as a, or against his former team. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so it's conditional, right? If he doesn't, right. if he doesn't, if he doesn't start, start doesn't... then just don't, don't count it. But Okay. If he does, then it becomes a parlay. What was a rise? Okay. Was it five hits in the series or five hits in a game? In the series. In the series. Got it. Okay. That's like, then okay. The, in a game that uh, and it's a three-game series. He's a. I don't know that. I don't know that this is a home run because of the conditional Lopez mm-hmm. part, but it is a good prediction. What do you guys think? If both transpire, home run. Yeah. If the back end doesn't occur, not okay. A, a home then it's run. Void. A rise void. could get five yeah. hits. And boy, are you going to be pissed off when Rocco emerges from the dugout after four and two thirds from Lopez and says, "Give me the ball, <laughs> give me the ball." I wonder if we're going to see some tension. Like Sonny Gray actively called the Twins out on that at one point with yep. with Channel Five yep. last year. I do wonder if there's going to be some some tension that boils over. Yeah. All right, back to Judd. I'm going to stay on the baseball theme and make a very Zolgadian prediction. At least two players who participate in the World Baseball Classic and are on Major League rosters will open the season on the injured list. So at least two players who participate, so they do have to play for their country in the World Baseball Classic and are on big league rosters will open the season on the Major League injured list. So I I think the only issue here is like this is going to be kind of really difficult to track. I like appreciate they, you looking out there, for me. There is like there is tons of random players on the Pirates and Reds and Royals, and like I'm okay, I'll I, track I, it. I don't know if Phil's going to be able to track <laughs> no, the injured it. list. No, you won't. You will track not. It. You know why? Because this tournament's a ridiculous time to play. It. I'll be glad to track. That's it. the first oh. time in like eight years yeah. of doing right that down the Judd has offered to track a prediction. This is because I'm so moment. certain it's going to. I'm so certain it's going to be more than two. Well, so Pablo Lopez. Well, there, there's, is, there's, a, there's like a hundred major league players, right? Playing yeah. maybe yeah, more than that. Bunch. Playing yeah, in the world baseball. That's class. why I'm confident think, it's going to be a slam dunk. Prediction. Okay. Well, if you want to track it, you can. But personally, I mean, Pablo Lopez, right, is on. He's playing in it, and he's on the Twins roster. 
I don't know any yeah. other player that's there could be right. I don't even know the other Twins players who are playing in the World oh, Baseball Classic. Oh, there's a ton classic. of them. Yeah, well, but if but if I'll you specified them. the Twins, I'd be like, okay, we can at least track that. But you're no, asking. No, that's too difficult. Hundreds of players to find yep. two that come through the injury. Well, list. no, it's going to be more like off the record five. It's going to be a lot. So okay, so you're be... saying so you what you're doing here is you're going to lay down Judd will track a really hard to track bunt basically. I am I, I am right. taking fear-mongering of a tournament being played at a ridiculous time to its zenith. Okay, I would say that if the World Baseball Classic comes and goes and only two players wind up on the injured list, yeah, that's, that's a why, huge win against your right. point that you're trying to make. That's why I'm saying it's going to be more. But I'm just going No, you're with not. Two. You're saying it's going to be two. <laughs> that's why I'm going with two because I'm so certain it's going to be more that's going to be very easy to track. If you're so certain it's going to be more, why don't you say five and make the prediction? Because no, you're not going to push me around. I want the I want the average. <laughs> Judd's going to get a spreadsheet of down. every player. He's going to go on like March yeah. 26 and just go injured list, starting at the Diamondbacks, then starting at the Rockies, and then just yep. go right down each right. one of them. Exactly right. Oh my Fair God. enough. I just Hilarious. wanted the audience to know what what happened there. So okay, Declan, you go ahead. All right, I'll make I'll make a baseball one too. Um, write it down. Joe Ryan will start opening day for the Twins. So Joe Ryan will start opening day. I believe he started last year, opening day. Um, There's plenty of candidates, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a home run prediction. You guys tell me. I mean, because well, it's either going to be it's either going to be well, it's kind of between three guys, right? Him, Pablo, and Sonny Gray. So I'm saying it now. Yeah, I feel like since he started last season's opener, that it's not because it's been done before. Yeah, but you know, I'm on the fence. He's also, you know, he is one of their best starting pitchers. So it's a good, it's a good knock. It's okay. a good knock. Yeah. But I'll keep it. But I'll okay. the gap. Okay. I mean, you can change it if you want. Nope. Yep. All right. We should, we should give Judd the option to Juddify each prediction. World Just to make it a little easier to, to reach. Sonny Gray will lift a suitcase after being named <laughs> as the Twins opening day starter, dislocate his shoulder, and Joe Ryan will start by default. Write this down. Okay, write this down. Miguel Sano, who I believe is still a free agent. He has not signed anywhere, not even like a minor league contract. Correct. Write this down. Miguel Sano will hit at least 25 home runs in non-major league baseball leagues. Between now, I'll say, between now and the end of uh, October. I don't know when. Well, there there is like the Venezuelan and Mexican winter leagues. We'll just say, yeah, between now and the end of uh, October, whenever okay. these some of these leagues run through. So what what would qualify there are minor league home runs, yes, Japanese league home yeah. runs, Korean okay. league home runs, and any Mexican league, whatever that he would potentially go and just bat flipping up a storm. <laughs> he could he could do some serious damage in the KBO. Oh yeah, couldn't yeah. he? He oh just go hit, go hit about forty two home runs. He'd probably bat close to three hundred in that league too, and he would make some decent coin. So. Write this down. All right, the other Thor, your third and final prediction. Okay, staying with the Twins. Uh, write this down. The Minnesota Twins will have three pitchers eclipse the 150 innings mark for wow. the 2023 season. So off the record, I mean, last year they had, I don't think anybody got 150. Joe Ryan had like 140. This is a I, home run maybe if it happens. Just I based think, on the Twins history. It, it's got to be, it's got to be Lopez, they had Ryan, none. and Gray, right? Joe Ryan had 147. Dylan yep. Bundy had 140. Yeah. It's a home run. It's a home run. But it'll it'll be those three, I think. The Lopez, Ryan, and Gray trio. I don't think there's any way they let Maeda or Molly get to 150. Maeda's going to get pulled after like four innings for the first month. 
the year before that, 2021, they didn't have anyone hit 125 innings. So this is definitely definitely a home run if this hits. Yeah, maybe 150 is too steep, but we'll we'll keep it there, I oh, guess. Good. I don't know. Love it, man. The other Thor coming in, organized, well thought out, great stuff. Since you've got this life-changing platform again, is there anyone else in your life you'd like to thank that helped bring you to this pinnacle moment, Thor? Not really anybody else, still my family, my friends. I think last time I told you guys a quick twin story about uh, Nishioka, right? Yeah, yeah. the Nishioka um, jersey. Well, so in the theme of being prepared, I've got some twins thoughts down. I also have a random twin of the week. Oh, my God. I mean, wow. So it's up to you guys, or you can just kick me off and say, Get Do you want to? I mean, if, if you'd like to quiz us on a random twin of the week, yeah, I'm, that's I, fine. Yeah, I don't have, have a button bar or anything, though. So you might have to oh, uh, you want the music here. Look at this. I love it. The other Thor coming in, producing his own segments here this. on Mackie and Judd. Yeah, this, this is great. great. All right. I don't know. Are we I all didn't... competing against each other here? Yeah, just, yeah. All three of you guys can guess. Just yell it out. Okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Best way to go about. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No cheating. Alrighty. This twin. Jay Canizero. Um, was born in Saint Petersburg, Florida. This twin was drafted right out of high school as a first round pick. By the San Francisco Giants. It was in the year 2000. Booth Bonser. No way. Is that right? That's right. Oh, it is right. Yes! Oh, wow. Way to go. Oh, I was going to guess someone from that trade. Nice. Oh. Wow. The other Thor. Don't bring that weak sauce into my house. <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> what other clues did you have? I feel like we should allow you to at least say your other clues. No, I just come some different ones. All of his career starts for the Twins. He had a career year in 2007, career year, 10 and 12 with a 5 ERA. <laughs> um, and then I have a clue here about he, he was ranked 12th on Bleacher Report's list of top 25 greatest baseball names of all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that would have been a gimme there, but. Uh, yeah, he should, frame and, uh, that. he should frame that. In case you're wondering, he is now a pipe fitter per his LinkedIn page. Booth Bonser. Well, you can make. Hey, he's been uh, he's been uh, throwing fastballs down the pipe for uh-huh. a long time. He's yeah. got a lot of experience. Pipe fitter in Connecticut. Yeah. Good for him. Doing well. Pipe, he was a pipe fitter in the Metrodome for That's a few right. years. That there. bullpen. Bonser. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. I love it. Thor producing his own segments here, bringing in the trivia. Thanks for coming on. We'll definitely do it again with you at some point. The other cool. Thor. Cool. Sounds Thanks good. Well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Guy Some people have requested that we do like random we do random Vikings yeah. a week. We I, should do we could Thor random. prep that thing for for an hour and Phil comes at Jay Canizaro, Boof Bonser. You no, know, it's done. funny. I got a couple comments last night because I tweeted about Carlos Correa and just like, hey, there's all this stuff coming out the last month. You know, maybe someone can uh get an update from Correa on it. But and it's funny how life comes full circle in this industry that Ten years ago, I used to get these stick-to-baseball tweets and messages whenever I would venture outside of baseball, which was my native covered baseball as a beat writer. And now, like last night, it's obvious that you've never, you know, been around the game, Mackie, stick to football. You're a football guy. Stick to football. Yeah, you're a Kirk basher. (laughs) Stick to bashing Kirk. You're a Kirk basher. Mackie, stick to riding motorcycles, Mackie. Uh, which I don't necessarily ride a lot of motorcycles, but I know there's listeners of our show that love to get out during riding season. Long winter, got dumped on last week, snowstorm. 
But motorcycle season is back soon. And if you're uh, looking to get outside, enjoy some nice weather, get prepared with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, Metric Cruisers, sport bikes, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more weight less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets. Shipping is free on orders over $89. If you order by 8, they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Write this down. All right. Uh, last round here, Judd. Fire away. All right. The Calgary Flames will part ways with Coach Daryl Sutter after the season. Hmm. Daryl yeah. is a, um old-school coach, and he gets really good results very briefly and then flames out because he's an old-school coach. So the Calgary Flames will part ways with him after the season. Poor guy. So he right could step down. down, theoretically, and I'm still right. Or... Yeah. Yep. But I don't want to say fired because if he steps down, that would be a problem for me. Dex. All right, final one, WWE prediction. Uh, Phil, not sure if you saw, but uh, John Cena is coming back to Raw on Monday. I did see that. Sounds like it's him and and Austin Theory, apparently, are going to get into a program. And uh, that's pretty much my prediction. Write it down. John Cena will wrestle Austin Theory at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. That's widely reported, though. Yeah, I know. That's what's happening. Maybe you never know. But it's going to happen. He's going to wrestle Austin Theory. How about Austin, wrestle Austin Theory and he'll take the belt off him? Because a lot of people think he's going to put him over. A lot of people think that they're, would going be put, better. they're going to put him if, over. It, with anything else on here, like if, if, if Jeb were to come on here and say, um, you know, what's something tell. in hockey that's been reported but not official yet? You know, like it's been reported that those two are going to face each other. So if you say that, if you predict the winner of the match, I think it's more of a, yeah. an acceptable prediction. Cena will win the title. So Cena takes the belt off. And his jorts, the same jorts he's been wearing for, for 20 years. He's balding, too. Oh, he's got to he shave the head. head. Just shave the head. It's, it, it's awful. The bird's nest on the back of that guy's noggin. It's just, it's got to go. <laughs> noggin. Just, Noggin's just, a great word. Yeah, bird's and noggin. Just, God, that was good. Put it up. Nice work. Write this down. All right, write this down. Uh, I got to make a golf prediction here. I don't know if he's playing this week, but here's a prediction. I think our guy, Ricky Fowler, is starting to feel it a little bit more. All right? <laughs> okay. Ricky Fowler, he hasn't won a tournament in years. He was outside the top 100 for a while. He's back in the top 100. He's, he's about I, I think he off. had a top 10. So uh, Ricky Fowler will win a tournament this season. He will win a tournament. I'll say a, either a PGA Tour tournament or uh, or a major. So I don't know if he goes and plays either PGA Tour, Europe, whatever. He's going to win a tournament this year. I legit think. Between Phil and I, we have made some type of Ricky Fowler winning a tournament prediction over the course of the last three years. I write that down at least five times. Like, I'm not sure the database, if you just did a control F on Fowler, but I bet there's a bunch of red X's on Fowler related predictions. Yeah, I I feel like both of you guys at one time were Fowler stands, and now it's just. I still still love Fowler. I still am too, man. I still stand for Fowler. Yep. Big Puma guy. He's. I I don't know what happened there. He. It's like he just kind of. He was one of the best players in the world like seven years ago, and I, now and and best friends with like you know Justin Thomas and Rory and those guys. I believe he was so he was a really good one of the best putters on tour when he first got on. And you know, as anyone knows, if you're really good at putting, it makes up for everything. And in the last few years, his putting has just fallen off the table. So it's kind of now he's just bad. Yeah, now he's just not really good. All right. It's tough out there. It is it's tough out there. But he's banked enough money where it doesn't really matter. So that's what's tough. It's like Brooks Kepka too. It's like trying to wrestle with, eh, does it matter? You know, I've got $100 million in the bank, but he's going to make a comeback. He's going to win a tournament. So 
Those are the write that down predictions, accountability session. I know you guys have a Judd's Hockey Show with Jesse Pierce coming out as well. So we have all kinds of stuff across both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily here uh, in addition to our predictions. So we will see you guys for some reckless speculation Thursday tomorrow.